Hello and welcome to Between My Uncle and Me. I'm Alex. And I'm Luke. And this is a podcast about conversations I regularly have with my uncle. We talk about history, politics, relationships, you name it, we talk about it. If you listen and like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify and leave us a review. We would also love to hear from you, the listeners. So please email the Between My Uncle and Me podcast at bmuampod at gmail.com. Feel free to ask us any questions that you would like. And if there's a particular topic that you would like to hear us discuss, please feel free to do so. Email us and let us know. Thank you. All right, so we're we're, we're recording now. Um, yeah, that took a little bit more to get set up today. Absolutely, I had absolutely. Uh, I had used some of this equipment uh, for for a presentation at work. We were doing a little podcast type of presentation that I used some of this uh, these uh, materials with. So when you when you got here today, Uncle Luke uh, did not have everything set up. Yes, so I was course. I was doing IT. Yes, and I was able to experience a little bit of it with you since we had to overcome a couple of little technical difficulties yeah. here to get this podcast uh, on the way for this on this Sunday. Yeah, um, we ran out of batteries. So if I if I happen to sound <laughs> out of breath, that's because we were, we were running running back from 7-Eleven to record. Uh, good thing we weren't already in the episode before uh, realizing that it ran out of batteries, but we've got... Uh, we're all green now. Absolutely. And we're all set right now. And we're ready to go. And on that note, I definitely would like to say, uh, of course, Alex, as usual, it's a pleasure to make it out here to your hometown, home stretch. Thank you. And uh, Always good to see you. Yes. And um, I know you've been having a couple of little projects, and one of them being not a so little project, which is... Uh, renovating your kitchen area how yeah. is that going yeah uh the kitchen is uh kitchen is, is is going we're making progress in um you know in other areas we we ordered the, the 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 cabinets the other day um as i mentioned on the last episode we started uh doing the demo uh and that's still that's still in progress we're gonna, gonna be taking up the floor soon you know, we're picking out the, the, the lights that we want. Uh, we've got the electrician coming uh, next week to, you know, yeah, do the lights. You're busy. Yeah, you're busy. It's, 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 there's a lot going on. Yeah, as, and, you, uh, as you juggle yeah. your, your work from home, which is... Uh, One of the things, too, I'm sure you've experienced when you are doing a renovation, it's not until you open the walls up do absolutely. you realize... Absolutely. That all your all the plans that you had may, yeah. may have changed. Yes, and it uh, always seems to be a smaller job than it really is. Yeah, always. exactly. And then one one being, you know, we're trying to do the uh, the open floor plan. So we're going to knock down two walls in the kitchen. But when we open the walls, we realize that, oh, the HVAC return That's right. is in one of those walls. So I had to get a guy to come out last week to see whether or not he can move that to a different wall. Unfortunately, uh, they can do that. It's not as expensive as I thought it would be which is always good but still yes yes it's yes. still an expense so uh, that's kind of what's been holding up the walls from from being taken down so yeah. 
you know, slowly but surely we'll, we'll get there. As long as it gets there before the baby comes, uh, oh, I'm, yes, I'm, I'm okay yes, that's because your that is definitely the deadline. And my wife is very clear on yes. on on there not being any type of <laughs> that's it. It better be done by then. So absolutely, little, absolutely. a little little pressure there. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, just a quick little thing on my side. Uh, I've been busy a little bit last week doing a lot of uh, online. Continuing education, one would be able to say regarding my engineering uh, training background by the fact that I'm considering to possibly in the future uh, investigating the possibility of doing some type of engineering consulting work. So okay. that's what I've been busy with pretty much has been occupying a little bit of my time. And of course, uh, you know, once you are trying to do studies online, it always takes a, a lot of time. But of course... The topic that is hold on, um, hold on, wait, wait. Yes. So, so wait. How did you? How did what? What made you get back into the Just engineering space of, and consulting? Yes, continuation of, you know, keeping in mind a lot of entrepreneurial um, opportunities. Okay. Especially, of course, that's where I started as far as uh, you know, engineering, you know, computer in the computer world. And at times, you know, that's where I feel I feel comfortable within within that world. I like it; it's enjoyable at times. So I'm just investigating certain, um, you know, engineering consultant issues. You know, things that might actually be, if they are indeed good and profitable, and to investigate whether it's a certain route entrepreneurially that maybe I should uh, continue to investigate. That's okay, really much, yeah. that's good. I'm interested yeah. into hearing. Uh, yeah, you'll definitely what, hear. Yeah, what 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 those ideas are yeah, that you more have about it yeah. in the future if. Uh, you know, if it pans out, if it's worth the time. Okay. Um, yes, of course. And, and, you know, one of the topics that uh, is definitely on everyone's mind in the country. Yeah. In light of the upcoming mega election. Okay. And so because of that, you know, there are a couple of questions that I have for you. One of the ones I'm going to start off very easy. I'm going to throw an easy softball question. Okay, softball. Let's see if you, I can hit you it. Know, to see uh, <laughs> what did you, what do you think, and what did you think of the last vice presidential debate okay. between Kamala Harris and Mr. Pence? Okay. Um, I I thought. I thought it was definitely more of a debate <laughs> than uh, than what we previously saw, uh, which was which was which was good. I mean, the, the the bar is so low that it's just like, yeah, if if two people actually talk and answer questions, you're like, oh my god, this was this was this was great. This was refreshing. I like the debate. If you wanted to, you if you came there to listen to issues and hear um, uh, topics debated. You you got that. I feel that um, both candidates dodged some questions that mm-hmm. I, you know I think are, are are important for people to to hear. I, I feel like Pence dodged more more questions than 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 he answered. Okay, um, you know, in particular, right? This, it, it almost seemed like his strategy was like I don't, I don't know if you noticed this or not, but you know, the moderator asked both of them a question. They both are going to get two minutes to respond. Kamala answers the question. Now it's thrown to, to Pence to respond. He doesn't respond to the question that that's asked or the new question. He, he responds to 
Kamala's answer to the previous question. Yes. So then he forfeits all the time on yes. the question, the new question. Yes. Because he's responding to the previous uh, to Kamala's answer, and then time is out. Yes. And he just kept he kept doing that the entire debate. Yes, I did know notice that. Yes. Yeah, and it was it, it was you know, for for me it was obvious that it was happening. You know, a, a little annoying, but and then and then uh, as far as Kamala, I feel like you know she answered the questions. I thought I thought she did a good job of talking to the camera, and uh, the the one part of the debate where you know she kind of looked into the camera and told everyone. Hey, you're like they're 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 coming for they're coming for you. <laughs> yes. they're, they're coming for your yes, healthcare. And then, yeah, and and I and I think it's just so that 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 topic in general, I think it's very important for people to just hear and understand. It's like, yeah, you know, you've got the Affordable Care Act, uh, Obamacare, mm-hmm. right? And not everybody's a fan of Obamacare, and and you know, it, it wasn't necessarily um, implemented to be perfect. It was mm-hmm. the first iteration of universal healthcare in this country yes. that you know future presidents were to mm-hmm. well, f- future presidents administrations congress senate mm-hmm. the administ- government was supposed to work to make better mm-hmm. so you know my my issue one of the issues that i have is you know all politicians lie to you right no one's no one's ever truly honest but uh you know when you know you have the trump administration pence talking about this debate you know, talk about how they're going to, you know, protect pre-existing conditions, and uh, you know, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll, they're they're going to come out with it. They're going to give us their, uh, they're going to get rid of Obamacare and re- repeal and replace Obamacare, and they they're, they have this healthcare package that they're going to be offering that's going to be better. Mm-hmm. Three and a half, almost four years later, exactly. there is no, there is no health, there yep. is no healthcare plan. Yep. We haven't seen it. We haven't heard about it. It doesn't exist. And what is actually happening, which I was happy that Kamala uh, said on, on on the debate stage, is that this administration has been in court litigating and trying to repeal, repeal certain aspects of Obamacare, o- Obamacare for since since they got in yes. since they got in power, and they're and yes. they're and they're there today. Yes. So. You know, I'm happy that she she called that out. Yes, she um, did. just just one last thing about sure. it uh, about the debate. You know, I'm sure. Uh, you know, one of the things that I was criticizing her for, and then that I genuinely, I you know, I do want, I, I want them to respond. I want them to answer this question, right? But they, they ask her, well, uh, and also what's happening in this world, right? Is the Supreme Court uh, uh, a nomination of Amy uh, Barrett, right? Mm-hmm. So um, they want to know whether or not. Um, so Republicans are forced are, are forcing this uh, this uh, nomination in, hoping to confirm her before the the, the election. Um, and, you know, Democrats don't want that to happen based on, you know, previous promises made by uh, Republican senators that, you know, they would um, they would they would they would treat it the same way they did Obama when he had his 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 uh constitutional right to nominate someone and, and 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 you know it wasn't it wasn't allowed they didn't they didn't do any uh they didn't do a, um, a confirmation or uh, the questions or anything for that for that person um so basically what's come up is court packing changing the laws to allow a more than nine supreme court justices uh i don't believe that's ever been done in this country i believe it's, yeah, it has been done actually there were there was a time where it was less than nine it was less than nine indeed okay so yes yeah. it's something that's a, it, it, at some point it used to be six okay so what that obviously would do 
if Democrats were to win and add another justice or another mm-hmm. two justices, mm-hmm. what in 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 twenty years mm-hmm. the Supreme Court is going to there there are going to be thirty people in the Supreme Court mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. every administration is going to add yes. you know it, it's just it's, it, yeah that would be the trend and it, and it, and it wouldn't be a it wouldn't be a good one mm-hmm. um, so uh, so she you know just mm-hmm. Kamala Harris just not answering that question Joe Biden dodging that question as well him Biden saying that you know um, I don't want to answer that question because if I if I respond to it it's going to if I respond to that question that's all we're going to talk about whether I'm going to pack the judge sure, just sure. just or not so do you think uh, Kamala should have answered that question is that what you're saying no I'm not saying she should have answered it I'm just call, I'm just pointing out that you know Pence didn't respond yes. to certain, some questions mm-hmm. that was the one question in particular that I clearly remember okay. her just outright dodging and not responding to okay. um, so, and, and it's a political decision and yes. I get why they're doing it yes so overall you think Kamala did a good job during the she she did she did she, I think she debate? did do a good job okay. she did a great job of articulating uh, her thoughts uh, where her and Biden stood on mm-hmm. certain issues okay do you think um, that vice presidential debate do you think it's is going to or has affected the outcome of the election this upcoming november yeah, 3rd no i um i don't think i don't think so uh like i said the last you don't think time it's going to affect the outcome i'll say what i said last week when we spoke i don't mm-hmm. think that um i feel like most people have their minds made up mm-hmm. and that's why i don't think it is going to uh sway people too much okay uh okay. I, I feel like people are just in in their camps mm-hmm. I, I feel like people are in their camps uh, i i think I, I think it did show that kamala looked like the, the stronger vp to me okay um this administration my opinion mm-hmm. they've proven over if you're paying attention they've proven over the last three and a half years that they are constantly lying and not telling truth and and okay. and it's like it's being they they lie and then it's 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 proven that they're lying and and not telling the truth if you were to watch that debate without any prior knowledge about what's going on it would it, it i don't think it would be it's not easy to tell who's telling who's telling the truth or not yes yes they're both they're both smart mm-hmm. they're both well, um, they, they 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 both speak well and articulate their points well. They're skilled at debating. They're skilled at debating. Mm-hmm. Kamala's a prosecutor. Yes. Pence was a, a talk show radio yes. pers- personality. Yes. Was that right? Yes, that's correct. Because I used to always wonder how he was so skilled at deflecting and always turning things around and flipping the the argument um, around. And it was interesting to know that prior to him. Having been the governor of Indiana, he used to be a radio show jockey of some sort. Okay. So he's very well yeah. experienced and he's skilled at that. And and exactly as you said, if you had not been following on certain facts, following up on the facts, you could not have really known who was actually telling the truth. He's very, I have to say, and I agree with you, he's very skilled 
at lying for his boss and on behalf of his boss. And my having asked you, do you think the vice presidential debate um, has or will affect it, will affect the election? Um, I'm happy to, you know, have read and understand a lot of uh, pundits have said, yeah, historically the vice presidential debates don't really affect, you know, the election dramatically. I'm okay. sure in dramatically, and it's pretty much the top of the ticket, the presidential um, um, candidates that the voters generally pay attention to, which is good. But in that sense, I agree with you. Kamala did her job. And she did a good job at bringing to the fore the issue that has helped them in the last 2018 midterm elections, which was, of course, ACA and healthcare and stuff like that. So I thought that's good. That's uh, So it's good to know. Yeah. But um but yeah, I did observe that Pence is definitely skilled at lying and Kamali did the job overall. So in that sense, it was successful for the Democrats in my opinion. Yeah. I mean and I would almost say successful for the for the Republicans too, because Pence went out there even Keel wasn't wasn't um I don't feel like he was on the defensive yes, much it, at all. Yes, he did not do a major it, blow up or yeah, mess up it, it, on their part. Yeah, they were, exactly. So he as you know, his he, boss did. Yeah, he didn't yes, yeah, he didn't yes. he didn't he didn't drop the ball at all. He it 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 went that, that debate uh started and ended without any okay. um yes. without any issues. It was okay. it was it was unremarkable. Yes. yes. So in that sense, you know, th- that one was that I had promised you earlier that we're going to start it off with a softball, softball question. question. Okay, here we go. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> to continue on that note, yes, I believe that you did well. You hit it. All right, got so it. Therefore, now, myself, in a number... Is this going to be a fastball or, or curveball? A uh, number of our viewers, not viewers, rather, listeners, um, you know, without a doubt, the looming elections of November 3rd is definitely on their mind. Some of them are, of course, wondering, and they may be a little bit anxious, if not nervous, as to what exactly is going to happen and what should they expect. So, therefore, knowing that you are a well-informed person, you are... You have uh, you you your high information voter. I'd like I'd like to say, okay. as opposed to a low information individual. Yeah, myself as well would like to know to kind of help put me at ease. Okay, who's going to win the election, Alex, on November third? You want to be. A- <laughs> You, you want to be you asked me that to put you at ease yes a lot of listeners out there would like some idea guidance as to what should they be expecting come November 3rd is Biden a Kamala Harris ticket going to win or pass part of the unthinkable for the GOP candidate to win a second term namely by the name of Donald Trump yeah, this is um this is tough because I don't have I don't think I can 
make anyone feel good right now because I I don't feel good, you know. I don't I don't feel good about this, and I don't feel good about this. And uh, you know, last week, you know, every now and then, you know, I, I called you know uh, you know a close friend of mine and asked the same question just because I wanted to be put at ease, <laughs> and you know, wanted to know just like, hey, what do you what do you think? How do you think this is going to go? And, you know, just from our conversation last time, I, I think I may have asked you that question. And, you know, you told me how you, you, you felt about it. You thought, you know, that, you know, Biden that was going to win. But I don't I don't know that he's going to be able to do it. I and And I say that because I'm very concerned about how rigged the system is how much cheating took place in 2016 that went unchecked and specifically you know every you know the CIA homeland security the FBI have all come out and said Russia meddled in the elections that they're still meddling in the elections in all 50 states okay this information is just out there so just it's a google search right nothing was it, it, the this administration did nothing to curtail that at all in fact they took resources away from the groups and the people who are tasked with those responsibilities of protecting the country in country's electoral system election system so that was 2016 almost four years have four years have gone by that has been unchecked we know russia's meddling right with the, with disinformation campaigns how much of that is going to affect the election this year i don't know because i, I feel like this is, is is different now where trump was the new candidate at that time and he was coming in just complete outsider, quote unquote, and, you know, didn't have a political background like Hillary Clinton did. And now, four years later, I, th I think most people would agree that this country doesn't look the same as it did four years ago. It's, it's, a, it's, it's very, it's a very, there's a very big difference. Now, today... There is still such... Trump has his diehard supporters. He has his diehard supporters, and he has a lot of people who vote for him who may not feel comfortable stating whether or not they're going to vote for him again. And I fell for this surprise in 2016, where, you know, it, it in the the people who I interact with, and 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 it, and it's it, it's a wide group of people I work in corporate America and and you know I I almost feel like there are more people in corporate America more comfortable saying that they're going to vote for him this time around than than before I don't he there there's such a big faction of people who don't care what he does that I don't feel comfortable in saying that He's that he doesn't have a chance of winning. I think he has. I think he is the Biden's the underdog in this fight. 
I think Biden's the underdog and is going to have to pull out some sort of miracle to to win this election. That's what I think. I hope I'm wrong. Hmm. But I think okay. I think I think we might wake up on November fourth and 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 you know he he wins the electoral college. I don't know. He being who? He Donald Trump. And thus, at this point, of course, uh, my my take on the upcoming November third election, just to let you know. Um, interestingly enough, I I believe to the contrary in that. I am confident. You're confident. Yes. I am confident that the Democrats will definitely win. And you might already know and agree, will definitely win the popular vote. And I believe that the Democrats will will win enough popular vote that it will help them, of course, win the electoral votes um, through the swing states. So as we had spoken some time before, where, of course, I had sourced my information from an article in the New York Times um, regarding, we know that Hillary had won by 3 million, 2.9. Okay. And there was the, that article had specified that in order for the Democrats to have a 75% chance of winning the elections, they needed at least 4.5 million votes, which is a ton of votes, a lot of votes. And of course, if the Democrats were to win by 7 million popular votes, then it would be almost a shoo-in for them to win the upcoming election on November 3rd. And right now, truly, I'm... I know for a fact, I believe, I'm confident, I'm predicting, the the Democrats are going to win by a tsunami of votes. Why? Okay, so why do you feel that way? You why? just you just you just think that there's going to be this because, high turnout because as yes yes huge turnout based on what's already happening now. Some people have already started to vote, and there are like already 10 million ballots or people who are, who have already voted, and I think there's such a there's such a um, a uh, an awareness, I believe, on the side of the Democrats that will always be proven. And I understand that a lot of times we'll see polls. And nowadays, people don't really pay that much attention to national polls because the national polls do not truly reflect what's happening in the key swing states that's going to generate for a candidate the proper electoral vote. So nowadays, people, including myself, I'm always interested in what's the swing state poll giving an idea okay. about whether it's plus 1%, plus 2%, plus 4% or 5 And so far, luckily, the Democratic candidates are up in those swing states. But the Democrats, I believe there's just an awareness that we're going to, that's what I'm predicting. And of course, the time, the, the true poll, as I always like to say, is the election day vote. That's the true poll. Otherwise, everything else is just a poll and an, and an estimate. And of course, you know, Democrats really got hurt by believing in the national poll the last election cycle in 2016 so so that's why i'm trying to understand how you're comfortable in relying on any polls sure i'm not relying on the poll the national poll but the the not it's not really the polls that's making me feel confident what what i feel confident about is that right now there's there's huge enthusiasm 
and motivation by the Democrats. And I believe the enthusiasm that existed in 2018 that swept a lot of the Democrats in into position, a lot of them being, of course, women, because there was a underground movement, a movement that was really training and getting the women to go out and run and vote, and it materialized in 2018. Okay. And it so far, so much is so in 2018, it materialized much more than even the Democrats understood their winnings at the time. Because weeks later, seats were being tallied, tallied, and they actually had won more seats than they had predicted. So I believe that enthusiasm and motivation is at least twice as much in 2020 as it was in 2018. At least, just to put a multiple, at least twice. And it's going to be much more. And I believe this, yeah, people are going to learn what the word tsunami means. You're going to see a tsunami of... A, the, the, the Democrats are also going to win the Senate. They're also going to win the Senate. And I, yeah, that's, and, and of course, you know, the time and the date mm-hmm. will tell. And the reason that I'm saying it that way is that, yes, for myself and, you know, you that I'm speaking to, yes, I want to be on record for that because I expect that. And just the way that I believe the votes are going to be there, and just like the Trump, had said on his side, oh, the only way, as he was lying, naturally, because once he starts speaking, lies are just spewing out. And he says, the only way that he could lose the election is if it's rigged. No, it actually applies to the Democrats. The only way that the Democrats can lose this upcoming election is by the mega cheating of Trump and his cronies and the GOP. And, And it's, when it's saying, it's only if it's rigged will the Democrats lose this vote. So that's really what's applying to to us. And when he says that about him, like when Trump says, oh, the only way the Republicans can lose, it's because he already knows in a fair game and, and based on how it's going right now. They already see it. They have all the calculations. He has an army and more people whose jobs it is within his campaign, and they're tallying, they're reading everything. And he's already president. And he's getting classified data. Yeah. He's already present, so he knows. So when he's saying that, that was a reflection because that's what he does. He does projection, he as we all know. Yeah. So therefore, he already sees it coming based on the raw numbers that he is being presented in his classified data every day. So now he has to flip it to because he already knows he's going to be losing. And he says the only way that he could lose is that if it is rigged. No, the only way the Democrats could lose is all the tallying and all the cheating that's going to be done by Russia and all the other tricks that they have up their sleeves that we may not yet know about. And because of that... Poll watching, whatever. Everything that he plans on doing. Yeah. And there's going to be such a tsunami of votes that I definitely believe if the votes were going to be properly now, properly counted, it would be it would be found that, yes, Biden won the president. Biden and Kamala won the presidency. The Democrats won the Senate, and the Democrats won the House. It's so clear. And because of that, one of the things that actually... So I'll, I'll just pause it, and I'll make my other point okay. about the potential of the election yeah. so later, but that's one of the reasons why I am confident. And I'm literally calling it. I'm predicting it. Okay. Well, I am not confident at all. I hope you're right for the sake of this country. This country. <laughs> Seriously, I hope you're right for the sake of this country Mm -hmm. because if you're wrong and they don't win by 
whether whether it's by by cheating or not, he is confirmed on January twentieth. If that happens, I do believe that it's it's over for this country as far as any semblance of the democracy, democracy is concerned. Is concerned yes. It's we're 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 on the fast track to dictatorship yes. and that's just what it is. When you say that you're not relying on polls outright for this uh election prediction that you have, uh, but you do mention that it's something that it, that that supports why you think that that he'll win in some of those swing states even from the from the state polls. My issue with the polling is one, we were bamboozled by the polls yes, uh, yes. in twenty sixteen. Yes. And the thing about the polls the polling now, polling is so different than what it used to be Absolutely. years ago. Mm-hmm. Where there was more accuracy in that everyone had landlines. Yes, yes. You you called you called people up at home and you asked them questions and they answered and then that's how they mm-hmm. came out with those with those polls. Mm-hmm. So much of the polls now are uh, elective polls mm-hmm. where you know they're they're put on they're put on websites they're put wherever people are electively dis, uh, you know deciding to take mm-hmm. these take these polls mm-hmm. whereas before it was like randomly chosen you were you were you were you were randomly chosen and selected to respond to these polls people don't have they're not calling people on landlines at home anymore uh, every, everyone has cell phones mm-hmm. a lot of these polls are online so who are the um what do you call it the uh, what what is the pool of People, that, people you are sampling. That, that you're sampling. And yes, exactly. And hang on, well, yeah, the polls. I agree with you. Um, says that uh, a polls, for my opinion, in my opinion, it just gives you an idea of if you are maybe slightly one or two percent ahead. Like, so if you were to see like two, three polls, and they might be coming giving you like saying you're seven, eight, or ten percent, and then some other ones might say show that you're six percent. You know, you just kind of get an idea that, okay, you may be ahead. And I always feel that. I agree with you. I don't trust them in that way. I said the real poll is the day of the election. Yeah. Because understandably, that's how we, everybody got, were enticed into a lull um, when Hillary Clinton was running in 2016 against Trump. And it was being shown by the poll that she was up 12% nationally and everyone got comfortable. And even though while, of course, her campaign people should have been even more alarmed and even more untrusting, the more ahead that you are seeing that you are when you are running, you should be even be more worried and panicking. And that's what I'm espousing. But the polls is good to see that. Yeah, most of them they would do four polls with different areas, and it would show that Biden is up in the swing states by two, three, four percent. Then okay, but what what I what I'm more confident is, I, I believe the fact that you have a number of Republicans, former Republicans who are doing the Lincoln Project, who put the ads on 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 TV and who are campaigning on the side of Biden. Because one of the things I'm going to even go further to say is that even some Republicans who have voted for Trump in 2016 and who still plan on voting for him, I'm venturing to say even they know that Trump should not be re- reelected. That's how far I'm going with it. They might be doing it because they might have been a long life, um, lifelong Republican, and they cannot come to make themselves vote for a person who's actually the Biden Kamala ticket. But I'm venturing to say that they know Trump should not be reelected. They know that, and just as you mentioned earlier, for the good of the country, because they know I, I cannot see, and along a lot of other people cannot see how democracy would, in this country as we know it, would be able to survive with 
another with just another uh, tr- Trump presidency. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Uh, I hope. I hope. I hope you're right. I. I just don't know. I. I. I don't know because. You know, just like you know, just the same way Biden is leading in the national polls, and he's he's leading uh, today. But also in the swing polls, sure, he's leading. Fine, the swing state polls—that's the one that really counts. That's yeah. fine. I think Hillary was winning in the swing the swing state polls prior to the election. Also, she was winning. She was winning everywhere. Mm-hmm. It was it was a shock when 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 you saw how close it was on election night, mm-hmm. how how things were going. So. Yeah. You know whether that was because people stayed home because they they thought that it, it, that because yes. a lot of people, including myself, thought he has no chance of winning until yes. uh, uh, until election night. Until mm-hmm. it wasn't until election night that I saw how close mm-hmm. things were and uh, that he was winning some of those states. I was like, oh shoot, he's yeah. he's going to win. Yeah, uh, and and so nothing is to for me. The fact pattern is the same. Mm-hmm. Leading up to the election, three weeks, Trump uh, Biden is up. In all the polls, pretty much. So what? That doesn't. That's no indicator for me anymore as to what could possibly happen. I gotcha. One one of the and people forget. So if people if people forget if if, if people are not remembering that 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 okay yeah last last the last election Hillary Clinton was up and you 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 decided to take it easy. If those same people are like oh yeah you know Biden's gonna win he's up then yeah. it's over again. You, you you all right? People do forget. And one of the invisible differences I believe this time that exists this time around is that the worldwide pandemic by the name of COVID yeah. did occur and is still existent. And because of that, I think it draws a lot of people's attention as far as reminding them it's still there, it's still happening, and it's still affecting your family due to how this particular administration handled it and that a good number of people who might have voted for Trump before can no longer afford to be complacent and entertain that, oh, Trump will be bringing jobs. He'll be doing this. So now this COVID-19, I believe, forces people to face a certain reality and to not vote for him this time around, even including some Republicans. So that's one big difference, I believe, that exists this time around. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's the mentality that most of us in the Northeast have. Mm-hmm. But this country has a lot of different ideologies depending on where you live. And a lot of people in different places don't feel the same way about this coronavirus that 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 we do up here namely you have state like florida who just recently maybe a week or two ago opened up everything everything opened up the entire state everything is back up and running in in in, in florida so a population a, a, a state where a lot of the population are older folks the, the people who are most susceptible to the virus and in like you know like literally dying from it so when you have some of those southern states and you know uh you know west western states not everybody believes that there are there are a lot of places that you go depending on you know my our, our for example my company our our headquarters are uh, not our headquarters we have a training facility in Tampa right so we're always doing business in Tampa and flying having to fly down 
some of my coworkers have gone had to go down there during the pandemic. They say like when they get off the airplane and get to Florida, you no one's wearing masks. No one's wearing masks. Mm-hmm. No one is acting like there is a pandemic. That's mm-hmm. that. That's a mentality. It, it it we're we're in the epicenter. That's not the feeling everywhere. So it, it it's it's one of those things where it's not affecting all these places the same. Even though yes, Florida had a spike at one point. Texas had a spike. Arizona had a spike. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't think that everyone is viewing you. it. That same way point with, well with that urgency. Yeah, point well taken, especially, you know, as you mentioned, Florida and also Pennsylvania, you have a lot of different rural parts and certain things. Again, when I read in the Times as they're trying to inter- interview some of those people in those respective states based on certain people who would be tending to vote for Trump why as to why, you know, some of their testimonies to those journalists at the time, as they're trying to understand why they would be voting for Trump, when one reads that, their responses are of the like sometimes, we just like the guy. yeah. And what that says is a lot, meaning they like everything that that person does. They like the way that person is crude on TV. They like the way the person disrespects other groups on TV. They like, they simply like his boorish style. Yeah. And that kind of gives one a little insight, particularly one who lives in the Northeast, such as ourselves, to try to begin to understand why are so many of those numbers of people are voting for the, that guy by the name of Trump, who who hail from parts such as Pennsylvania, which is one of the you know key swing states. Yeah, and I do understand, and I take that point. Because it's a whole different story when you go out to those type yeah. of states, when you leave the north northeast that way. Um, but yes, sometimes there's a lot that's invisible in the background that I feel there's a major enthusiasm and motivation of on the part of the Democrats with a tsunami of votes. And I do really believe, and I really believe that, the only way that the Democrats Yes, still can't lose it. There's, if, for example, uh, martial law were to be declared by Justice Barr a couple of days prior to November 3rd, and on the order of Donald Trump to negate all ballots, as he had claimed, he had claimed that he'd like to negate all the ballots, and then if Justice Barr concurs and finds a legal reason or legal loophole by which he could declare martial law in the country. Yes, in that sense, all votes are lost. Okay. But the there will have been a tsunami of Democratic votes that were just recently negated by, okay. by Justice Ball. Two things. The martial law, that's not something... He didn't say he didn't. Trump did not say anything about martial law, did no, he? No, he had called for to negate all ballots. When did he do that? Because um, I hadn't, I didn't heard it, and, gotcha. and I also, you know, gotcha. a couple of couple of weeks ago, I'd say okay. I, I put it within the window of the last four weeks or a okay. month, where he had said, yeah, we if we negate, we need to negate all the ballots. He had said that, and it's part of his. Yeah, okay. Constant and habitual okay. testing yeah, the yeah. waters. Right, but right. Then re- not that it's, but right now, without a doubt, he knows he's going to be losing. So I I do know 
he's they're trying to concoct of whatever possible plan. And one of the things for me myself to give me a little bit of comfort that legally, when dictators aspire to be dictators, in terms of if they wanted to set off Armageddon. And yeah, once they're in power, that's one of the reasons why he tells Bar, go investigate this person on my behalf, sue this person, do this. And it might sound all crazy and beyond, but had they been able to do that, they would have negated all votes. Yeah, I mean, listen, nothing nothing is crazy to me anymore because what I'm what I've realized is that there's no there's no bottom to this administration, right? Every every time you think you've seen the worst of it, there's just there's just another bottom, right? And the this this new this new this new bottom for me is, you know, after you know, after Trump got his what whatever special covid treatment that he got and he and he, and he comes back and within the first couple of days, he's on stage talking about he would kiss everybody in here, and that he's he he's immune. They're saying that he's immune. They're saying all, and it's just the complete lack of the complete disregard for human life that has claimed the lives of two hundred ten plus thousand people in this country. For you to have gotten it, received medical treatment that most people in this country will not get if they get this virus and then to come out and act like you're just so strong and healthy and this it it, it wasn't that bad is a complete is just completely disrespectful after especially after especially in light of the american people um having received information that he's known since February just how dangerous this virus w- yes. was. Uh, I, I think, you know, it was the, the book by Robert Wood- Woodward. Woodward? Yes. Yeah, I have his first book. I didn't get the second book. The, the first book is right there behind you mm-hmm. uh, called Fear. Mm-hmm. And this one is called, uh, I don't know, it might call, be called Rage or... Yeah, Rage. Rage, That's right? Correct. Yeah, so I, I have the first book right there behind you. Um, and so he said that on interview, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's in audio, it's his voice and he knows how dangerous it is, but, but still comes out after having it to say that it's nothing. Yes. And of course, living myself, living with a physician, uh, you know, my wife had explained the medical aspect of it says that. The fact that he had gotten all the rem desivir and all of those things very early on when he was being brought to Walter Reed, yeah. His doctors they knew they were not taking any chances and he was going down fast, and that's one of the reasons why once he was being given all those treatments at that time, he was not even being given being given anything orally. It was being put directly inside of him, insulin and everything. He, it was being put directly into his veins. And medically, that's done when it's a huge emergency and that you would not be able to absorb anything via traditional means orally into your body. They needed to be starting to affect within, take effect within his body immediately. So he was definitely in a lot of trouble. Yeah. And they literally did an emergency intervention on him. And 
they did a heck of a job. So the other the other the other part of that that I that I would just argue is that yes, um, you know, uh short for for folks who were to come down with this disease, you you know, you you mentioned that instead of taking oral medication, they were giving it directly into his his veins or whatever, IV yep. whatever mm-hmm. method, right? Yes. Sure, in most instances you wouldn't do that unless the situation was grave. Yes. But regardless of who the president of the United States is, it's the president of the, of, of the United States. If if you if he if the president of the United States gets this deadly disease, you're not I don't care who it is or how what state of the um state of progression state the of progression the disease is in your body so mm-hmm. I, I can't say that okay yeah. yeah he was really bad he could have had like the mild symptom but yes. it just tested positive gonna, I, I, my thought is yeah that's the president of the united states yes you cannot allow the president of the united states to die yeah, of this you, virus you you, you give you you, yes. you it's it he gets it through the yeah. through the arm yeah. as yeah. opposed yeah. to you know so i don't yes. i don't we will never know exactly. until sure. you know until yeah. later Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Whether how how bad it may have really been, yeah. but it could have just straight up been like he had the sniffles, he tested positive. Okay, give this guy a one treatment right now. We can't take any chances. This mm-hmm. is the president of the United mm-hmm. States. So, mm-hmm. and also just very quickly to touch on one of the items I had sent to you pertaining to this issue, I had said it will be found out over over the couple of days as it progressed that. They knew that he was actually tested positive when he had debated Biden and during he, the first presidential yeah. debate. And up to this day, they cannot answer when was that last time that he had actually tested negative because they know if they were to have said that, it would have been, it would it would have come out that they knew that he tested positive before he went yeah. into the debate yeah. with Biden. I can't remember. Did did we have that conversation on the podcast? I had sent not on the podcast. Okay, I thought. I had, okay, uh, yeah, no, no, no. You definitely, yeah, you, you definitely, no, no. You're info. definitely, yeah, you definitely said that to me uh, beforehand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we we might have even spoken about it. I'm not sure, but you did call that out uh, very early on, um, and it's likely that he did have it. I mean. They won't answer any of the questions. They know he had it uh, yeah. before before the date. So on that stage that day, he had it, and then they they took a scout's honor honor code type sure. of thing uh, yes. that you know. Oh yeah, I don't have it. Come yes. on, that's 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 nonsense. From so Trump, where the New York Times has actually chronicled that thus far he had gone up at least to twenty thousand lies from the time of his presidency. Even the New York Times, to some degree, had gotten a little tired of yeah. tallying all the lies because right now it's, it has gone, it has tallied up to at least 20,000 So they, they're not counting anymore? They, they, they don't seem to be continuing okay. to do it. They kind of uh, got tired out. Yeah, I mean, like, you, they, I'm, I'm they, sure... They, they lost the count in that yeah. sense through attrition. They, yeah. they, got, they got tired. They're, lo- they're, they're losing money staffing people just to count his lies. Just to tally you the have lies. A whole, you have a whole yeah. team... Yeah. You know, they probably have a whole team yeah. that they need to, to staff they in order to do that. And it's they, like, look, <laughs> we're, we're losing money. We're losing thought, money here. They thought at some point it was going to stop by yeah. the time they'd be hitting 5,000, yeah. 10,000. But after 20,000, I think they stopped tallying. Yeah, you, 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 have, you, have, you have decorated journalists yeah. counting lies. Like that. Come on, we got to put them in the field to get do some investigative journalism. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe that's how they got the... Uh, Maybe that's how they got the the info on the tax returns. They took the they took them off the they took them off the lie campaign. They took them off the investigate that. They took them off the lie count, and then now they, you know they they got some they got some some. Uh, now we know that he paid seven hundred fifty dollars yes. in taxes yes, for yes. the year. Um, listen, yeah, I mean, Uncle Luke, I hope 
I hope you're right. I, you know, you think the tsunami, the tsunami is coming. Yeah. I don't know if a tsunami is coming. Uh, I hope, I hope it comes because yeah. if it doesn't, I believe so. Yeah, I we're screwed. So. And um, usually, um, in, in a historical context, as it pertains to America, the U.S., it always seems to work out that. At the last minute, the cavalry comes in because, as we all know, yeah, the cavalry better come in because it's at the brink. You know, this is Trump's America. How it's been worked, how it's worked it out from last three years, three and a, you know, going on four years where he's been president. It's a completely different um, look on the country, as Red said. It's a look, different look. Sure, but. I know you're 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 you you've you've said this to me before where you mm. feel like in history in this country when we when we've gotten when we've come to a fork in the road yes we made the right choice at the last minute luckily based on how everything came together and it always squeaks out says that the good people slightly squeaked ahead of the remaining bad group of people yes I hope you're right. So then if... if As a rough estimation, yeah. I always say this country has 50.1% good people. <laughs> Man, it's close. And the remainder of opposite of good people, 49.9. Oh, man, I... Yeah. Just by my own personal sure. estimation roughly I say 50.1 it's not 60 40 or 70 30 50.1% good people so what will this do to your what will what will this do to your view of this country when when the stakes are high and decisions need to be made what will that do if if Trump were to win if the tsunami if the tsunami is more like a like a like a like a tidal wave. What, what what does that tell you? To be sure that I understand your question, you sure. are you saying if the tsunami does not come through, the predicted tsunami that yeah. I am yeah. on record, let's of, just say of it's a yeah, let's say it's a, it's, through, it's a yeah. tropical storm. Yeah, and it does not come through. Doesn't come through. It's a tropical storm. Then it would be on the path of. The beginning of the crack in the dam says that eventually there's no longer the dam. Event says that on the beginning of it says that just as uh, it takes a long time, it would be just as in the beginning at some point one heard of the empire of Rome and where is it now? No longer. Okay, so along that route. Okay, so before so in in 2016, but in clear terms, just to be sure that. Every, it's understood exactly what I'm what what I'm saying is that yeah it would be the beginning it would be the beginning of the end of democracy as we know it in plain language and it would be the beginning of it and it would be something that yeah it's not gonna happen in one two five years but it would be the beginning of the end of democracy in America as we know it and people who are doomsday preppers meaning people who tend to buy or 
or a whole bunch of bonkers in preparation of doomsday yeah so in that sense people would need to start doomsday prepping for the end of democracy okay so and 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 one of the things that you one of the things that you said in 2016 now i'm now i'm trying to get your i want to predict i want a prediction from you right so in 2016 right before trump was elected you told me that he was going to come in and he was going to trash every institution that we that we knew Yes, and I didn't really understand what you meant by that when you said it, and then lo and behold, it wasn't long before he was gutting people out of certain parts of the administration and 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 talking talking about the media this and you know the 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 the, the courts you know had issues with the courts had issues with the FBI had to every homeland literally security. homeland security literally every institution the veterans w- department right every institution was trashed. And we see what what's happened here, so let's just say the tsunami doesn't come, right? The tsunami doesn't come. He wins. What do you think are the first few things that will happen in the administration if he were to win a second term? Yes, and um, tragically, I would not like to imagine what were to happen. If Trump were to win, because again, as I've mentioned, he's not supposed to win and he will not win. But in the event that he were to win, it would be completely Armageddon. Armageddon to American democracy as we know it. In that, he would immediately begin to try to institute and put in place laws that would become dictatorial. Because after all, he's made no secret about admiring dictators of the like of Erdogan of Turkey, Putin of Russia, and King Kim Jong-un of North Korea. And he would become as authoritarian in America as not just the Republican Party, because he wouldn't need a Republican Party anymore. It would just be him. He would make laws to become a dictator. And just as I had mentioned to you in 2016, he was going to trash and dismantle every institution. Now, all of those institutions would be at his beck and call. But as starting as a starting point, since everything is based on legal or not, then whomever he would have in position of the Justice Department, if it could be called a Justice Department, would be instituting his wishes in a legal fashion. And obviously the first thing he would do, as he had said before, how about 12 terms? How about 12 more years? So he would become a dictator for the next 12 years, 15 or whatever much years that he would need to. And the people who would support that along with him, their reasoning for doing that along with him would be that, yeah, there would be a lot of money in there for them as they're already making now. So whatever amount they'd be making now, they'd be making fivefolds at that time. So that's what would help sustain him on the path to continue to destroy every regular institution as we know it in America. And people would say, well, that's kind of, that would be kind of crazy. How would that be possible? Yeah. The way that a lot of things that he's doing are possible now. A lot of people are on the take. It's not going to be obvious. It's not going to be 
some sometimes some we would be surprised. A lot of the Republican elected officials who are supporting him in some way or another, they're getting their financial benefits in some way or another, directly or indirectly. And of course, that one I have to say, you know, I do not have proof of that on, on that, but it's not far fetched. They're getting something to they would continue to prop him up. That's what he would do. So you think the first thing that he would do is ex- exceed, um, extend the term limit? He would extend the term limit and his power via the Justice Legal Department. That's the first tool that those type of dictators use. They have to extend their term limit. It's going to take time to take over the whole place. And just as certain things like when comparisons of Hitler has been made before, but just Hitler as a plain dictator at that time, he didn't become the powerful dictator that he was, of course, overnight. It took years. So just as it could be done in other countries, it could be done here if, unfortunately, if we were to have a number of corrupted elected officials who are also in it due to self-enrichment, it's possible. And it would be truly tragic. Yeah, I remember one thing you said to me many years ago was um, if it could happen, if it's happened in history before, it can happen again. Yes. My reasoning, obviously, for that is that oftentimes when people are living in a contemporary time and they would read about something that happened, let's say, 100 years ago in history or 200 years ago, the um, the mind, for some reason, sometimes might trick you to thinking, oh, though it was a completely different era and time and different a set of circumstances yes that is correct but for me when you when you stop for a second and you actually think about it you're like well it was a day just like today as well the earth was revolving around the sun the same way at the same speed and the sun came from the east and set in the west on that particular day where there was 500 years ago in history the same exact way and sometimes oftentimes people like to say oh yeah that was completely different you cannot put things that you are experiencing now you cannot judge you cannot put the same morality as something by uh, something that in in the context of something that was happening 500 years ago but of course that's usually just an excuse the fact is it was the same thing the days were elapsing and the years were going in and out just like the years and the days are elapsing right now right the it's sun just rose from the east just the same way it's just that that society de- determined at the time what they wanted to what they wanted to accept do. And what, what they were okay acceptable. with and right. how they were going to go, whether they were going to be moral or not. No different. So, yeah, it's not just the same way. Well, I hope we don't have to have the conversation about whether term limits are going to be extended and, you know, what the new Justice Department is going to look like yes, un- under because, a second term. Yes, because this one was a true academic exercise since I yeah. do not expect it. I do not expect <laughs> yeah. no want it to to happen and I have good confidence that it is very the percentage while never zero I'll estimate it at 0.1%. I wish I wish your statements did make me feel warm and fuzzy 
but they don't. <laughs> I, I, we're, so we're just going to have to. to find we're any just, comfort. No. Oh, so. Yeah, because you okay. start you started so, off the podcast no, asking so, me to, yes. to to let you know what I thought yes. and to kind of give you yes, some absolutely. comfort. I thought you were going to be able to give me some comfort. No. So since you were not able to give me comfort, I thought I'd try to give you comfort. It didn't work. I'm not comforted. Okay. Uh, you know, sometimes sometimes a, a good little bedtime story okay. <laughs> you yeah. know, can really do it, you know. Yeah. So, you know, so I, I have, you know, in case you need me to tell you a little bit bedtime story, let me know. No, that's actually funny that you said that only because uh, earlier today, Jasmine um, was, uh, you know, she's... We're, we're preparing the um, the one of the upstairs bedrooms to, for the nursery, and she Jasmine pulled out um, this bin of childhood books that she has saved for twenty years, and uh, it has all the you know all the classic you know fairy tales and and and, and books for the <clears throat> excuse me for the. <clears throat> Excuse me for the baby's nursery. So maybe I'll maybe I'll go up tonight before bed yes, and I'll, yes, I'll I'll pick yes. one of those out. I recommend that. Yeah, yeah. You know, because certain time when it gets all crazy like that and nutty like that, you know, you sometimes you might have to tuck yourself in <laughs> and okay. read yourself a little good, good. bedtime story. Right. Because so you that, know, that's the plan. That's the plan tonight yeah, then. Yeah, because I because, do because what yeah. I try to do, I try to give out yeah. the facts. Okay. I try to give that the based on the facts. That's all okay. I did, you know. All right, so we'll we'll see. I'll let you know. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll let you know which yes. book I chose. Yes. Yeah. And I'll make you on the tonight. next meeting. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'll definitely. If, uh, my memory shows me. I'll definitely try to uh, touch base with you on yeah, that. Yeah, in yeah, terms yeah. of yeah. how did it go? I'll let you know. Sounds good. Thank you. And that does it for today's episode of Between My Uncle and Me. Again, I'm Alex, and I'm Luke. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify and anywhere else you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave us a review. Look out for new episodes every Wednesday and send us emails at bmuampod at gmail.com. Take care of yourselves. Until next time. Bye-bye.